Good morning, and welcome back to Fresh from the Margins, the weekly new releases podcast. My name is B. Peterson. I'm your host, and with me as always is... Anna Campion. Hello. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite Miyazaki film? Probably Spirited Away. Alright, okay. I'm not... I, I'll admit, though, I'm not... Um, as well versed in Miyazaki as okay. I would like to be, um, so because I've seen Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery Service, and Ponyo. Um, oh, okay. And I, I like Kiki's Delivery Service too, but I, I mean, Spirited Away is my favorite that I've seen. But um, okay. you know, I haven't. I don't. I don't claim Miyazaki, Miyazaki fandom necessarily because I don't think All I've right. watched enough. All right. Well, um yeah, uh I I mean I've I've seen all his films and I I just got to say it's like Ponyo is is generally considered to be uh, a lesser Miyazaki. Mhm. I, I saw it no in theaters. I remember that. Oh yeah. Wow, that's that must have been I mean, well, how old would you have been? 12 in 2008. I was 12 in 2008. All right. Yeah, um but... or I turned 12 in 2008, so maybe I was 11 okay. when I saw it. Yeah, I mean it's it's generally considered lower lesser lesser Miyazaki, but it's just it's so it's so beautiful. The reason the reason I bring all this up is uh it's been it's been one of those weeks uh just just absolute like it a week that lasted forever and was over in an hour kind of kind of weeks. Um just a lot of just terrible personal stuff and um anyway, and and so I was just before we got before I I was like there's no way that I can watch this movie that we're gonna review today mm-hmm. with with like with a level head like there's just I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be a all bit over of a the place cleanser. yeah and so I was just like you know what I'm gonna put on Ponyo and I just like ugly cried the entire time <laughs> this is it just just got everything out of my system. Just because, like, it's so beautiful that the little boy and the girl, they love each other. And she's going to ride a tsunami of fish to go find him. <laughs> and then and then the, the weird sea man is in love with the gigantic sea woman. And they love each other. And the mom is so strong and independent. And, it's just, anyway, and I was just like, you that just, was you me. Couldn't, you couldn't. You couldn't. Uh... <laughs> like. Yeah. Anyway, so I've just I've just decided that everyone loves that movie now, and there's nothing you can do about it. So okay, yeah, no, that's definitely a, <laughs> that's definitely an effective way to win people over <laughs> to your side of any that's, argument. That's how film criticism works, right? You like this movie now, uh, but yeah, anyway. pretty much, right? Uh, but yeah, which finally, yeah, but after after bawling my eyes out and eating a box of Kraft mac and cheese, I was finally like, all right. I'm just gonna get a, a a cup of of hot tea, and I'm gonna sit down with mm-hmm. some slow meditative cinema, and that's what we get with our film that we're talking about today, which is mm-hmm. the film from Lesotho, which is the country which is encircled by South Africa. It's um, it is titled uh, "This Is Not a Burial, It's a Resurrection," which awesome title. Um, yeah, I had never heard about the country of Lesotho until we were assigned this film to watch. Um, and every time I watch a 
any and I don't mean to say African cinema to like categorize it all as the same like that's not what I'm trying to say at all mm. but anytime I watch a movie that is from of the as- an African, African diaspora yeah yeah and from any country in Africa I am reminded of how little I know of the world around me you know what I yep. mean <laughs> um which you know is uh something I am hoping to uh rectify in in the future through uh continuing to learn but um but yeah i looked it up the population of um lesotho is like just over two million like it's tiny it's a tiny tiny country but yeah no that that is that is that is also true for me is that when i think of africa like i can list you egypt and morocco and madagascar and south africa and after that it's it's i start reaching and mm-hmm. yeah the 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 us education system is a thing of of beauty really well and it's very how, um it's just very <laughs> eurocentric egotist, egotistical and eurocentric it is yeah um so i always find it really interesting to watch um cinema from you know as you said like the african diaspora mm. because um yeah, there's it's there's just so little I know about it, and I find it to be such an interesting glimpse into society in these various African countries that I otherwise would literally never be exposed to. And that's like one of the good things about globalization is yep. and and streaming, you know, mm-hmm. is the fact more that, access. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, so the the film we're talking about today, this is not a burial, it's a resurrection. Um. It's originally from 2019, but it's finally getting released in the U.S. It was Mm -hmm. technically, um, well, it was Lesotho's first, um, it was their first film that they submitted. It was eligible for the Academy Award for Best International Feature. So it was their first Mm -hmm. submission. Um, It didn't get nominated. And I haven't seen all of the nominees uh, for Best International Feature, but I've seen several of them. And this is better than at least a couple of them. Um, But... uh, but yeah, but this is a film uh, from director. Uh, for, forgive me for all of the mispronunciations that may occur throughout this, but uh, from director Lemahang Jeremiah Mosese, um, who is himself Mosotho. Uh, that's what the people, if you're from Lesotho, you are uh, Mosotho. The language that is spe- spoken is Sesotho. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think like the, the native uh, uh, people from the country are called Basotho. So um, there's, yeah, so the, that's, there's breakdown of the terminology, but that, and it's starring uh, a very famous uh, uh, South African uh, actress, uh, Mary Twala Mlongo. Um, she passed away last year um, oh, no. at the age of 80. Rest in peace. Um, but she is a titan. She's, she, she's been in several uh, American films, but a lot of, of uh, uh, international cinema. Um, her last credit actually was uh, Black is King, Beyonce's film from last oh, year. Oh, no way. Did you see that? No, I I haven't seen okay. it yet. Um, yeah, she. It's a. Uh, that's awesome. It's yeah no it's it's a basically a feature length compilation of music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an album film, uh, kind of like a la Pink Floyd's The Wall, and well, that's kind of gorgeous what, um, to look at. It's kind of what Lemonade was as well. Um, but yeah, she had a small part in that, and uh, but. Well, yeah, this is this is one of her her final big performances. It's a film about her. It's a film about um, this older uh, an elderly woman uh, named uh, Mantoa who is living in this village in a valley, um, which is uh, their 
they're basically at the beginning of the film is like she is alone she has lost her son which is her only surviving uh relative um he died in a mine accident presumably and um and yeah and now this village they're trying to relocate everyone so that they can flood the place and build a dam Mm -hmm. um and so and it's about this woman basically trying to fight back first through the bureaucracy then through activism and yeah it's just it's a film about uh resistance and steadfastness and it is incredibly incredibly slow paced and meditative yeah um you nailed it yeah so i so i guess i'll ask that is like so did you did you like this film yeah, I mean, I thought it was really interesting, um, and, like, so off the bat, like, the first thing I noticed was that it, to me, it was very reminiscent of, like, 70s cinema. Like, it was very reminiscent to me of, like, like, I'm very familiar with, um, like, Italian cinema of the 60s and 70s, so, like, okay. you know, Rossellini and, um, uh, Fellini. Well, Fellini and um you know Antonioni and uh you know all those and um uh like Lana <laughs> I don't know I can't help you I'm not familiar uh, with Italian cinema cinema of the 60s uh, Love and Anarchy is one of her is one of her uh more well-known features it'll come to me okay. but regardless um it has um just like a very like 70 film look to it like just like okay. all the like all the colors and the way that like the film like you know you can see all the textures the way that they do the subtitles like it was very reminiscent of like um like the movie that i kept that kept coming to mind was Red Desert by Antonioni which is one of my favorite movies um okay. and it has like the same sort of like meditative quality to it and like has a similar like it follows like sort of a woman going through like a really difficult time in her life and um and to me and it just i really loved watching all the textures and the colors in this film um particularly um like that was something that i just noticed like off the bat that i really liked Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. This this film is absolutely gorgeous to look at. Um, the frame we've got. Well, I mean, probably the most recognizable film, uh, recent film to to use this aspect ratio was a ghost story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got that very boxy frame with the rounded corners, yeah. um, and just I mean. I mean, maybe this is just me like, oh, yes, aesthetic kind of thing. But like, it's it's a gorgeous looking it's a gorgeous looking aspect ratio. Mm -hmm. Um, And and yeah, and the colors out of here just pop off the screen. Um, the, this, the home that, um, that, uh, Montoa lives in is just covered in this, on the inside is just this bright blue, bright, bright blue wall. And it's just, it's just so just immediately just grabs you. And, um, and the film is narrated. There's a narrator in this film who kind of like, it's, which I was like, where we open the film within it's, and so I did some research. It's actually so the idea is that it's set in the near future, um, and that it's this guy basically narrating the story of of this woman, Mantoa, and he's 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 playing an instrument called a laziba, or a laziba, um, and 
which is a stringed wind instrument, and it sounds it sounds really neat. Sounded like um, a harmonica mixed with like a vuvuzela. Yeah, cool. yeah, and um, but it, anyway, so the the actor is uh, Jerry uh, Mafoking, and he's basically narrating. And what I love what they did is 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 they light his eyes, and that like there we're in like this uh, orangish brown uh, setting, and then his eyes have just this bright purple in them. Um, which I was like, how do they, it's, it just, it's every, yeah. And, I, and then, and then of course we get to like the expansive visuals and the gigantic skies and, and the mountains and the fields of flowers are all just so gorgeous. Like the visually speaking turn, you can put this movie on silent and it'll just be a, a feast for the eyes. But then again, I don't want you to turn off the sound because the score for yeah. this film is powerful it's by a uh, japanese artist um his name is yumi ashita um mm-hmm. and is is like a uh, uh, art their stage name or is yaporigami and his style it's this very uh uh cacophonous um it's like it it at first it sounds just kind of like all over the place it's like you know yeah it's uh, very discordant disc dis discordant uh uh lots of clashing notes and it sounds like a little bit just like okay this is a bunch of uh, uh sforzando chaos yada yada but then it, it just it'll build into these just crescendos of sound where it suddenly comes together and yeah it's it's almost it's it's difficult to describe like it's, it's not the the vibe is not dissimilar to shiva baby shiva baby yeah, score i guess i guess in to, some way like and i mean obviously they're very different in many ways but it's it's that very plucky instrumentation that very like chaotic um like vibe to all the instruments um Mm. like you know it it, again it was just sort of it just sort of like ticks that sort of like memory box you know what i mean like it it felt somewhat similar Mm -hmm. the difference though with that is with shiva baby that was a very like propulsive like everything about that movie was incredibly propulsive just pushing you forward and forward and the score was helping you along with that here this one just kind of like sits in its sound and this film sits in moments like this is like like i said it's two hours long it's very very slow like the 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 camera will just kind of move around or it'll just stay still for a while and just let you sit with uh Mary Twala's face which i mean the v- both Varda and uh Frederick Wiseman like they they both on rec- say is like the favorite thing that they love to film is the human face there's nothing mm-hmm. more interesting than that and and Mosese has the same idea here where it's just Mary Twala's face is just so rich and deep with detail like the her 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 physical performance her physical presence is so strong mm-hmm. and just the the soul and the soul behind her eyes is is infinite and yeah, 100%. yeah I, just, I, I, I love a slow movie i love a slow movie that just sits with people contemplating yeah it's so it's it's so my jam <laughs> yeah for for a slow movie they say the title of the movie very quickly in the oh, film yeah. the title of the movie was said i noted it at five minutes fifty seconds, mm-hmm. it's said again. Mm-hmm. Well, not fully, but it's said kind of again, very close to the. Well, it's said I think end. two more times in the film. Yeah, it's it's yeah. We get the, for yeah. So first we get like the, a beginning, get, middle, and end kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. We get the opening. Well, the opening shot is this very blurred effect of a uh, uh, a man with a spear attacking a horse, but it's like mm-hmm. very blurry. Like it's you. That's a, a a style that's used at various moments throughout the film. Which yeah. is these very uh, blurry images, and then cut to title. This is not a burial. It's a resurrection. And then we get the narrator in this dingy looking house, and he's like mm-hmm. saying, "It's like, but no, it was not a burial. It was a resurrection kind of thing." And then we get right. that throughout the end, and then we get it at the end as well. Um, but yeah that yeah and yeah the this 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 oh i just there's what i love about a slow movie is that when done right um slow what so slow cinema allows you to do it allows you to to think about the film as you're watching it Mm-hmm. Um, with with a bad slow film, you start to think about other things outside the movies. Like, oh, what am I gonna have for dinner? Mm-hmm. Oh, what am I gonna? Uh, what time is it? Like, how long? How much time do I have left? Kind of thing. But with a good slow film, you just start like, oh, what's what 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 about this other character kind of thing? Like, you just start going in. Like, there's a like one of my favorite moments in the film is this woman or or Montoya is talking. I, I can't remember the context of the moment, but there's she's talking with a woman and they're kind of arguing and then a baby starts crying and um and the woman's like, Okay, the baby's crying, gotta go see the baby. And we just hear and there's just that moment of, of Montoya just sitting standing like practically alone in the frame and we hear the baby crying off in the off in the background and it's just and it's just what slow cinema allows you to do is you're just sitting there hearing the baby cry is like this is a film about people being removed from this village and it's about like we're losing our our land our heritage our our culture like it's all literally going to be washed away um and so it just like in this moment it's like you just hear the baby crying it's like that baby is not going to know this. It's not isn't going to never remember this land kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just like these 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 just incredibly. When when a film allows you to meditate, it just it allows you to just t- take in the richness of the film, and that is what this film right. is doing. It's just allowing you. It's like if people will say some things, and then it'll be give you time to think about what they've said. Yeah. Um. It's 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 beautiful. I, I yeah. love the cinema. Yeah, I mean, I definitely liked it more than I thought it I would. Um, but it's also, I mean, it it's like a tough one to watch. Like it 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 it's sort of like this very classic um archetype of like modernity versus tradition. Um mm-hmm. and um that is really funny. <laughs> I told them it was podcasting. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's they. De- it's definitely not a tired trope at all because it's like a pretty constant battle, you know. Um, and the tragedy is that not only does modernity win, but like tradition kind of dies out a little bit in the form of you know being pushed off your land and you know uh maybe not dies is is because you know tradition you know can never really die or whatever but like there it it isn't um it isn't super feel good at all it's it's a tough one to watch 
no, it's it, this isn't a, a, a joyous film. Um, it's it's about this is a film of lamentation. I think they they say it in the film. It's like this is lament. This is time to lament. Um, and yeah, and this film. I mean, it is. If there's one thing this movie is about, it's about death. Mm-hmm. Um, because like they're literally in this land. It's called like the the Valley of Weeping. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then it was renamed by the colonizers Nazareth because after after their faith. And this film is about decolonize it this woman who has like been presumably faithful faithful her whole life after her son dies renounces god and is just like in and finds peace only in the land and in the cemetery where like this is the reason it was named the valley of weeping is because um is because people carried their they're sick through the through the valley on right. the way to to the hospitals during the black plague and so many of the patient people would die there and so they just started they kept burying their dead in this valley until they finally just started to live there this place mm-hmm. is predicated on death and her whole family is dead and she's like when there's like a whole bunch of trash in the cemetery at the beginning of the film she's like it's like come on we have to care for the living don't it's like there are more dead people here than there are living people should we not care for them yeah and and that's what was just so kind of revel revolutionary about this film for me is that it's it's a film about death but that isn't uh isn't it isn't a sad thing this lamenting it's it's a point of pride it's a yeah. this is the origin of our culture is about respecting our dead and she manages to get the whole community um rev- revives that um that faith not in god per se there's a priest character and they have like there's a there's a great ongoing debate between Monto and the priest throughout this film about like this is the the church that was built by the the colonizers over there is like that what is that what does this even hold for us anymore and and the film ends with them literally is like as they're being relocated exhuming their dead and is like we are bringing you with us kind mm-hmm. of thing and for those who we can exhume please forgive us kind of thing and that's this i this so so fascinating yeah but, yeah, it's a it's definitely like a a an interesting concept that I haven't seen played out in film before and I don't know if I haven't seen it play out because it is, you know, like a like a sort of unfamiliar concept that is like kind of a new concept or if it's something that I haven't seen played out in film because I haven't watched a lot of, a lot of Lesothian or South African cinema. You know what I mean? Like I think um that's what I always find interesting, and I think I talked about this when we watched um, Little Big Women, okay. right? Yeah, um, where, film. yeah, where like um, uh, a lot of it is like, like this is so fascinating to see, and I don't know if it's fascinating to see because, and this isn't like a critique at all. This is just this mm-hmm. goes to show my own naivety um is like i uh with with international film it's often hard for me to tell if i'm watching something um that is just a a sort of completely original idea or if it's original if if i if it's foreign to me because it is um you know part of a culture that i have no knowledge of you know what i mean right yeah and and i mean that kind of also speaks to our 
our ignorance of of tradition around the world kind of also speaks to like how like our brains are geared to kind of think and like we're always just like what's new what's original what's like what's next kind of thing like that's mm-hmm. that's so often our focus with with cinema and with life and all this stuff where like that's not always that's that's not a, a universal necessarily like that's not the universal culture like, like well we and it's also here, not like, where it's, it's it's not inherently good or bad originality right right you know but yeah and this this is a film that is not it's not about the progress like that's that's not the concern like progress is seen as 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 like the ugly kind of death kind of thing in this film is like towards at the end of the film there's a shot of just out of like it's out of focus but constructor construction workers just cutting down a tree and it's just the it's just the saddest thing you've ever seen mm-hmm. and it's and where like the idea of of originality is like this is a film that is like we're not here to i like this this film isn't here to like uh, uh maybe present new ideas is it's trying to present old ideas mm-hmm. kind of thing and yeah yeah yeah, I, definitely. I just, yeah it's like cool it's not necessarily it doesn't need to always be about is like ah this is so fresh it's like ah, yeah this is this is old i like uh there's there's a line in in, in first cow whereas like they're they're talking about like this new frontier kind of thing and orion lee is like no these are these are old woods yeah, they're new. This is this is old. People have been here forever, kind of thing. Yeah, and it's a very uh, uh, Western kind of colonialist attitude to like, oh, this is so new, so fresh. It's like, no, this is old. People have always been here. <laughs> but anyway, just yeah, I, this is this is the kind of stuff that this film just lets you think about as it as it passes, and I, I yeah. love it. Yeah, hundred percent. And that ending, it's sad. Just, it's sad. So sad. It's, it's strange it's beautiful like yeah like i mean obviously we spoil things on this podcast because i just Mm -hmm. i'm like what are we gonna do we're gonna not talk about like the plot points for the 10 people who haven't seen it who might Mm -hmm. see it and then for the rest of time we'll have an incomplete podcast where we Mm -hmm. didn't talk about everything we wanted to talk about so but the end the way this film ends is at the end they exhume their dead what of what they can from the cemetery and they're walking away and presumably, like, there are construction workers who are starting to, like, you know, take everything down. And Montoya just stops. And she's been in this morning, these morning clothes for practically the entire film. Mm-hmm. And she just stops. And she just starts walking back to the cemetery and taking off uh, her, her morning her morning clothes. She unwraps mm-hmm. it. And then she just, she strips, presumably completely naked. Yeah. Um. And she's just walking, and then, like, the people start to walk back with her, and there's no, like, hey, come on, everybody. It's just it's just silent. She's just walking, and she is, I don't know if she's mad or what, but she's, yeah. she is. She I think is she's comp- just done. I think she's just she's finished. Done. Like, we've literally see her bury her, or dig her own grave in this film. Like, her, her house has been burned down thanks to arson. Um, like, people have someone was murdered in this film like there's just there's nothing like she's completely done and she just starts walking back and like the figures in front of her there's like a line of people that we that are out of focus but they're like don't come any closer but like and the people are walking and then we have this image of this young child 
um, just staring straight into camera. Um, and we hear the narrator say is like, but what, what they saw was not a burial. It was a resurrection. So did, did Montoya die? Probably, but we don't really know. And it's just, it's this, it's just this series of images that are just, is it's, it's so power. This is the power of cinema, man. Yeah. Like it's not ambiguous in like, Oh, did she die or not? No, it's ambiguous in like, what is the, what is the future of, of this land, of this world, like how will we tell our stories? Ugh. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. I don't know. I've... One thing that I did, I was looking up reviews um, because I was wondering, uh, um, like of people like from from the area kind of thing, or who like knew the language, or like right. people who were more knowledgeable than you know, two two white Us. folks from the U.S. Um, and. And so I actually found a review that was like, you know, this is a really great film. But uh, Mary Twala, like, I'm sorry, but she just couldn't pull off the Sesotho language. Oh, really? That's interesting. Because <laughs> yeah, she's because she's South African. Um, right. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it's like it just, you know, kind of speaks to uh, like it, I really I would never know that kind of thing. No. Like, her physical performance, I would say, is amazing. But I mm-hmm. can't speak to whether or not she could speak the language. No, not uh, at all. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I no, just, that's really I just interesting. That, yeah, it's like it's like kind of the same thing with like the farewell um, a couple years ago, where like mm-hmm. a lot of people are just like, I'm sorry, but Aquafina cannot speak Cantonese to save her life, kind of thing. And right, um, and I was just like, I mean, and in that case, it kind of like might fit the character because she's like, yeah, it's a little bit more relevant to the story. It's just like it's it's important to to seek out other. Pers- this is why it's important to seek out other perspectives on. on <laughs> Yeah. On, on, on film, on film. Unless they don't like Ponyo, in which you won't hear it. Yeah, no, Ponyo's, a, it's, I think it's, I think it's been officially, I like, it's at like the top of the site and sound AFI mm-hmm. lists at this point, right? Okay, good I, to I know. think I just, I, I edited the Wikipedia page last night to just put Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Time well spent. <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah, this is, I mean, it's, it's, it's a film that's like nothing we can say can replicate the experience of watching it no it's very um it's very sensory and it's 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 very much like you kind of just have to sit with it and experience it or else like you're not really gonna get it at all yeah yeah whether you like it or not you kind of have to sit with it yeah and just so many beautiful images there's a frame where she's after her house is burned down things arson presumed arson um that uh she's just sitting on the on her bed in the burned down house and just surrounded by sheep and it's just like this there's no context for the image but it's gorgeous and like why wouldn't you have that image in the film like just yeah 100 percent. ah yeah beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. i love it i love it this is yeah favorite movie this is my fa- i i this is my favorite film of the year so far Oh wow! Okay, definitely not but, for me, but it is good. Well, I did, I, well I did. yeah, because you know we just reviewed one of your favorite films of all time. Yeah. So, but, but it is. I think it's better than a lot of the other stuff that we reviewed oh, yeah. this year. But yeah, and I'm 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 really glad we because it's the actually chance. a good movie. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I, I'm really glad we got the chance to review this because mm-hmm. like, and yeah, this is this is why I love doing this podcast is because it gives me an excuse to go out of the stuff like, you know. 
who who the frick cares about Godzilla versus Kong when there's stuff like this out here? Well, <laughs> like that, you know that's how I see it. Yeah, but you it's can just... make the argument that I mean Godzilla is a big um you know figure in Japanese cinema. So oh yeah, don't but shit like, on if you want to watch Godzilla, much. go watch Shin Godzilla or the original or or even like I I I finally have found a film that everyone hates that I love. Like because like because usually my finally. It's taking you this long? Yeah, I mean, because this is the thing, is usually I'll, like, my hot takes will be is like, oh, this film that everyone loves, I don't care for it kind of thing, but I don't usually go seeking out films that all are almost universally hated mm-hmm. kind of thing. But, but, I, but I've been going through the Godzilla films, and All Monsters Attack, the 1969 film, is generally considered the worst, like mm-hmm. pretty much unilaterally, because it's about it's not about Godzilla. It's about this little boy who imagines Godzilla and then like dreams of going to Monster Island and then beco- then befriends the son of Godzilla who talks in this movie. Right. In like this squeaky voice kind of thing. And it's about fighting your bullies. And there's also like a kid. A bank robber plot like it's it's anyway it's a complete like the Godzilla whole thing is just turned on its head it reuses footage from other Godzilla films kind of thing it's generally considered to be abysmal I loved it I thought it was great I thought it was actually really smart and emotionally intelligent and so well there anyway. you go but so yeah there's I've, I finally found a film that everyone hates but usually it's just it's not that I I love films that that no one likes it's that I love films that no one sees um, yeah fair enough uh, but the people who do see them tend to like them. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, I don't have a, uh, I, again, like, I, I, I don't think there's a ton much more I could say to, uh, yeah. about this film. It's just go watch it. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, the other thing is that, like, in films like these, there, it's, there's not, like, a ton of plot, so it's kind of hard to talk about them in like a podcast format because there's right and and that's not a ding on the film at all that's just more that's just you know what it is it's kind of a ding on the way that like we've been like oriented to talk about film nowadays with like everything so plot heavy and we're talking about well i I mean sure but also like it's a lot easier to talk about plot on a podcast than it is visuals that's true. Yeah. So, like, it's just, it's just sort of, like, it's hard to, it's hard to describe the score if you're writing a movie review. Like, just, mm-hmm. that's just kind of like the, like, unless you're really doing, like, a video essay or something like that, then it's a little bit more difficult to communicate a lot of the more sensory stuff, which is what this film, which is really sort of, like, the heart of this film, is a lot right. of the sensory things. Um, so, there's, there's kind of only so much that we can say, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and, and, and we've said it now, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, so do you want to give a quantified vibe check for this? Sure. Um, I'll give it four, uh, cool, not didgeridoo sound effects. I, I forget what the instrument is called again. Um, the Lasiva? The Lasiva, yeah, I'll give it four Lasiva, Lasiva riffs out of, um, Six, um, sheep. Sheep. All right. Um, as for me, I'm going to give this film um, eight uh, letters that work like a song mm-hmm. um, out of a uh, great little scene. One mm-hmm. of the one of the funnier scenes in the film and very good. Um, eight, eight letters that that work like a song out of out of 
um, out of 14 and a half of those beautiful, gorgeous brown dresses that the, mm-hmm. the dress that she wears. When yeah. She, like she, early in the film, she just like she just wants to go to sleep and die in her sleep. And she mm-hmm. just tries to do that while wearing this gorgeous, gorgeous brown dress. And mm-hmm. Anyway, so out of 14 and a half of those. All right. Uh, do you have a recommendation for the margins? I do. Um, so I wanted to give a shout out to um, a a film from Kenya that I really love. Um, okay. And it's called, I don't believe I've recommended it on this podcast before. If I have, okay. then. Um, I don't think you have. Yeah. If I, and v- viewer, reader, listener, if I have, um, then that just goes to show that you should really watch it. But um, it's called Rafiki. It's yep. A, I knew you were going to choose it. It's a 20. <laughs> as soon 20, as you said Kenya, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, we're talking Rafiki. <laughs> it's a 2018 film from Kenya. And it basically follows um, these two girls who uh, like live in the same small conservative village and fall in love and sort of like the trials and tribulations that come yep. with that. It's uh, it's set in present day. Um, there's it's a loose a lo- adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, that's because it's got like the two warring uh, uh, political parties kind of represent. The oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, uh, it's a really good movie. Um, it's on Hulu with a premium subscription. I'm not exactly okay. sure which one. It's, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on Criterion Collection. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Or, or not not collection, but the channel. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. It's not um, as difficult to find as uh, this film was. So if you could no. find this film, you can find Rafiki. Yeah, and um, this film, by the way, I mean, if if you're interested in watching and haven't seen it, it's um, currently playing as of right now on the Lamel Virtual Cinema. Um, it's uh, it's uh, was re- it's being released by Grasshopper Film, which means that it's going to get a Blu-ray. Um, uh, eventually cool um and yeah so it, you can probably find it in virtual cinemas and then eventually um, rent and on b you know what you should do is you should post that link in the podcast in the podcast sure. uh, yeah, notes no, I, because I, I, it's a little bit difficult to, to yeah. locate on one zone um but yeah so rafiki's my rec um it's uh you know it's like it's fun it's bright it's hopeful and i think it's it like has a, a good... happy ending like i mean spoilers or whatever but like it's a gay movie with a happy ending like that's what uh the director set out to do when she made it it's just like i want to mm-hmm. see a, a happy movie mm-hmm. um so yeah um all right as for me i literally just recommended this um uh, on uh, the Wiseman podcast when talking about uh, The Last Letter, um, which is a film that plays with light and shadow. And this is also a film that plays with light and shadow. But there is, I mean, there really is, I mean, it's it's a film about, um, uh, it's about a woman uh, who lives in the house that um, her dead husband built. um, And she is alone, completely alone and battling her faith. um, And in a gorgeous film, um, uh, <laughs> being released by Grasshopper Film. It's Vitalina Varela from last year. It was one of my favorite films from last year. One of the best movies I've ever, or best shot films I've ever seen. It's a film bathed in darkness. Um, and it, like literally, like if you want to watch it, just turn all the lights off in your house, watch it at night, um, just so that you can get the detail because it's, yeah, like this film is not carved in light, it's carved in shadow um it's it's gorgeous it's powerful and yeah so pedro pedro costa's uh vitalina varela um it stars uh vitalina varela as herself telling uh basically a version of her life story 
it's yeah it's it's a it's a beautiful film and and I'm gonna recommend it again because I'm just yeah because there's there's well, there you go. it was kind of a perfect perfect kind of double feature with this mm-hmm. so um, all right um, but yeah with that uh, next week um, we're we're just ping ponging back and forth in terms of style because I was kind of hoping that we'd be reviewing Gunda the the documentary about the pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week but what god voted for was um ride or die which is it's it's on netflix it's a queer lesbian <laughs> japanese thriller hell yeah yeah <laughs> so we're we got women on the run <laughs> i'm i'm excited um, i was gonna watch that one anyway so that's awesome yeah so that's what we're reviewing next week um and uh, yeah, that's I'm looking forward to that. I'm gonna be watching mm-hmm. Gunda anyway because I, w- I want to love want to watch some pigs just living their lives. Sure. Um, but all right, uh, all right. With that, uh, Anna, why don't you plug yourself? Sure. Um, at Anna Camps on Letterboxd, at I am the Campion on Twitter, at Oh No the Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Oh No with Anna Campion is my other podcast about embarrassing stories. Um, where wherever you can put stuff in your ear holes. Um. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's a fun, fun time. All right. As for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Blue Greg Closet. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Screens Margins. Uh, We're based on anchor.fm slash Screens Margins. And then we got a patreon.com slash Screens Margins where you can listen to an edition of the free podcasts, um, which is this podcast as well as Our Weekly Wiseman, which is on hold, as is all of the other podcasts I'm doing with Harold um, for a bit. Um, because they they've got their uh, their finals, their master thesis, all that jazz, and like it's, it's I'll just be frank. It's uh, Harold. I I love that you're you're focused on your stuff. I miss doing podcasts with you, buddy. <laughs> I it's it's only been a week, and I already and I already miss you. Uh, but have tons of fun talking with with them about Wiseman and Fassbinder, which by the way we got Patreon exclusive podcasts about Rainer Werner Fassbinder, Lucrecia Martel Dorothy Arzner um, we're do- taking a slight break from Dorothy Arzner um, because we've run out of readily available films but uh, Mark and I are compiling a uh, gigantic very expensive uh, DVD box set um, uh, we're scouring eBay and the like uh, for for all of Dorothy Arzner's uh, uh, surviving films. And yeah, so what we're going to be doing in the meantime is we're going to be doing Friends of Dorothy, which is a play on Friend of Dorothy, which is because we're going to be talking about other uh, writers who were associated with the one woman and the one lesbian to direct movies during the 1930s in Hollywood. So anyway, we got lots of stuff going on over there. There's even more bonus stuff with like my dinner with Andre and all that jazz. But um, yeah, that's that's what we got. We got a lot of stuff. Um we, I, I'm, I'm having a blast with this, and uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. If you're a patron, thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, that's right. Patrons can vote on what movies we review right. on this podcast. Um, so yeah, so if you wanted, if you wanted Gunda to be reviewed, I'm sorry, but you could have, you could have bad. <laughs> yeah, too late. Uh, <laughs> but uh, go, go. But you can, yeah, c- come, come vote. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for supporting. And, uh, yeah, we know there's a pull these days when it comes to films to focus only on the big and mainstream stuff. So thanks for spending time with us today here on The Margins. Good night. Uh-huh.